0: just playing hey if you are new here i want to say welcome to xl youth you've just stepped into the greatest youth ministry in the chicagoland area it's true it's true if you want to fight me about it bet bet i'm platinum in Fortnite. all right i will one v one you all right <laughs> but i'm so glad again my name is pastor israel marty no one calls me that unless i'm in trouble So I'm Pastor Izzy. I'm just so glad you're here. Uh, Guys, can you just give it up for our new visitors today? Come on, just be excited. They're awesome. I'm so glad you're here. So glad that you're here. Uh, You could have been anywhere else, but you're here. And I'm so thankful that you decided to spend uh, the next half hour uh, with us. And so uh, we are a Christian organization. We love Jesus here. You know what I'm saying? If you love Jesus... You know, I'm glad you're here. And if you don't, well, you're going to because he loves you very, very much. Uh, 2024 has already started off with a bang for me. I started off in 2024 in Orlando, Florida. Anybody from Orlando? Anybody like Orlando? Anybody like Florida? Yeah, I hate Florida. I hate everything about Florida. Florida traffic is so bad. You got to get gas to go get gas. It's just a problem. I've never been one to do New Year's resolutions. If you are, do you, all right? That's great. I just am so forgetful that I will forget that I made a New Year's resolution. And if I made a New Year's resolution to not be forgetful, I have forgotten to be not forgottenful. I just made that word up. And so uh, what I love is seeing people later on in the year like totally botch their resolution or like, yeah, day four of the new year, they're like, I was supposed to go to the gym and I've eaten 13 pizzas by now. Like, it's just not good. Um, My favorite thing is watching people start a new year with old habits. You know, it's really hard to walk into something new and not be willing to be someone new. You know, it's pretty difficult. Why do I still have this? You should not hold that for me. It's power of the walkie-talkie. Um, it's really hard to start a new year trying to be a new me, right? How many saw that on Instagram, right? New year, new me, right? Somebody's mom posted on Facebook that exact sentence, right? Um, new year, new me, and I laugh because um, I see new year, new them, but old habits, And so if you want to start this year off the way you should, then you need to start developing new habits. And so the series that we're going to walk through for the next six weeks, say six weeks, that's a long time, is called Habits, all right? Spiritual practices to deepen your faith. A lot of Christians, when they start the year off, one of their main resolutions or something they want to change is, I want to read my Bible more. I think the, don't don't quote me on this, but I saw a statistic that said 84% of teenagers that identify themselves as Christians don't read their Bible. That's crazy. 84%. That's, that's more than half of this room. That's like this half of the room doesn't read their Bible and you, the chosen, the holy, you guys read your Bible, right? Definitely they read their Bibles. And so a lot of us want to start this year off I want to grow deeper in my relationship with God. That's me. I mean, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I've arrived, right? This year, I'm like, I want to grow deeper in my relationship and my faith with the Lord. But that can't happen unless you and I build good habits. Say habits. I have weird habits. One of the habits I have is I can't just crawl in bed and go to sleep, right? Uh, When I get ready for bed I literally, this is weird, but I get onto the bed with my knees like this and I rub my bare feet together like this. It's because I don't like getting in bed with stuff on my feet, right? I have a dog, so like there's hair everywhere, right? There's Dottie, so there's crumbs everywhere. There's like Dottie spit everywhere. I'm like, Pastor Izzy, clean your floors. First of all, clean your room, all right? Don't come for me. But I have a weird habit. I like to Make sure my feet are clean before bed. I also have a weird habit of whenever I eat a chip, I don't, like, one bite it. When I eat a chip, I, like, do one of these, like, is that weird? That's weird? Like, by the time I'm done with one chip, you've already eaten 24, right? Like, I will literally bite my way through a chip. Weird habits that all of us have. If you have weird habits, you should share that in your XL Plus group later. But we all have them. We've got good habits. And some of us, most of us, all of us, we got bad habits. Some of y'all got a bad habit of saying not nice words. Couldn't it be me. Look to the person next to you and be like, dang, is it you? That's nuts. We all want to have good habits. And so tonight I want to dive into scripture. Are you ready? I'm gonna fly through this. If you got your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you got a physical Bible, I want you to rave it up in the air like you just do care. Yep. Go ahead. Find 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you want to know where 1 Corinthians is, it's in the New Testament. The New Testament is basically season two of the Bible. You're like, how are you going to skip Season one, trust me, you don't. Season one is crazy. The Old Testament is the most, if the Old Testament was a movie, John Wick has nothing on the Old Testament. That is straight facts. But we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you got it, say uh-huh. If you're ready, say oh yeah. Look at that. I found that so quick. It's like this is my job or something. In that wild? I'm not going to read from this though because we got it on the Sky Bible. If you don't have a Bible, I would love to get, give you a Bible. So let's go ahead and read. If you could stand to your feet. I don't know what that was. Go ahead, stand to your feet as we read God's word. This is a sign of reverence, a sign of honor, a sign of respect. It tells us that something's happening. Here we go. 1 Corinthians nine, twenty four to 27. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? Still, so run to win. Say, run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Let's pray, Lord. We love you. This is your word, not mine. So speak to us tonight as we dive into one habit that we should start this new year's off in Jesus' name. Everyone says, amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. You can be seated. So Paul, the apostle Paul, who's a disciple of Jesus, who once was a murderer, by the way, straight murdering Christians all over the place, got saved, met Jesus. So if you feel like you can't follow Jesus, Like, this guy was a murderer, all right? So he's writing this letter to the church, and he's talking about being an athlete. Not just any athletes in the house. We got any athletes? Yeah, you know, mathletes? No, I'm just playing. But he's talking about training, and he's talking about discipline, and it's something that you and I, as a Christ follower, should pay attention to, because we may not be an athlete, but we are all followers of Jesus. And if you're not, this is something that I would love to invite you to uh, walk with. Something that he's talking about here, the overall arching theme, is discipline and commitment. How many of you know that a habit takes discipline and it takes commitment? Can you, amen? None of us play games to just play, and that's fine if you do, but most of us play to what? We play to win. If we're running a race, we ain't going for a jog like I'm trying to smoke you. Right? I could beat everybody here in a race. I'm just like, (laughs) I I know my, I could just feel the athletes on this side of the room like, bad, Pastor Izzy, I would die. But I want to talk tonight uh, really about one way that will help us grow spiritually deeper in our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with God and our faith is uh, really it's this. It's H. I want to go to the next slide. It's hanging out with God. So I spelled out habits here. You can go to the very next one again. Hanging out with God. What does that like even mean? Well, I would basically say that hanging out with God is essentially what you do with your friends. How many of y'all like hanging out with your friends? I don't know if y'all still do this now, but me and my friends used to hang out at Portage Park. I actually got banned from Portage Park for destruction of uh, property. I uprooted a tree. I'm not proud. I am proud of it. I am proud of it. Or we used to go to the hip when there used to be an arcade over there. Right? Like we just hang out. Part of following Jesus and developing a good habit to grow deeper in our faith with him is hanging out with God. That seems crazy because you're like, God's not a physical person. How do we hang out with him? How do we grow our relationship with him? And everybody knows that a relationship takes time. Y'all didn't just become best friends with your best friend overnight. And strong relationships are mutual and they require communication. And no one likes somebody in a relationship that only wants to take. Right? Some of y'all have broken up with people because they were just selfish. They're like, this relationship is just about me and what I can get from you. Come on, can I get an amen on that one? You're like All the ladies are like, I dumped him. I'm CEO, boss status. Like, no one tells me what to do. What, go Beyonce, do you, right? Like, like Very much Ariel, when I met her, she was like, no man's going like, to tell me what to do. I'm the best, right? And I was like, marry me, right? But no one likes a one-sided friendship or relationship. And I think sometimes you and I tend to look at our relationship with God like it's one-sided. A lot of us think that it's just us talking to the ceiling or someone in the clouds. When in reality, because God is always speaking, God is always working, I think if anyone can say that it's one-sided, I say that it would be him. But you and I are wired for deep relationships, right? Like some of us have friends that like we talk to, we see at school, we, you know, but most of us have a friend that like they know you. But like I know you and you, you know I know you and you know that I know that I know that you know that I know you. Like So don't try to front. You ever had a friend that you know try to be somebody in front of other people and you're like, you don't talk like that, right? You don't talk like that. You don't be like that. Since when do you use big words, right? Like, like I love that. I love that, right? It's like you, there's some people that you know. We're designed for deep relationships. God wants to have a deep relationship with you. And God knows you. I know that seems crazy. And Some of you that don't have a relationship with God right now, you're like, how is that possible? It's because he created you. He knows everything about you. Good, bad, ugly, ratchet. Like, he knows all that. And he still loves you. How many of you know that those are the best kind of relationships? Like, somebody that just loves you for you. Right? Somebody that you could just call up and be like, girl, do you know what happened today? I, I don't see the guys doing that. Like, hey, bro, you want to play Xbox? Like, that's, just like that's, what the, that's what the guys do. Right? But, you know, that one person you can call at any moment, that one person that you can vent to and talk about whatever, and they're not going to judge you, right? We all want that friend. I, I, I honestly believe that God wants that with you. God wants that with you. But in order for us to have that relationship with God, we got to hang out with him. So what's one way that you and I can hang out with the Lord? Um, it's called prayer. It's called prayer. Now, Prayer has this tendency of seeming like it's some mystical thing. Like, I'm communicating with God. Like, yes, but honestly, the same way that I'm talking to you is the same way I think and believe you should talk to God. The way that I teach people how to pray, and we're going to dive into quickly how Jesus teaches people to pray, because his disciples ask the same question. He's like, hey, how do you pray? Teach us. I tell someone to pray, and some of you that have walked through this, with me, and me with you, is, hey, God, it's me. What's up? I saw something crazy on the bus today. (laughs) I did. Bus driver almost got into a fight with a lady who didn't know how to scan her little thing. It was crazy. I almost pulled out my phone. b Real's going to love that, right? Like, crazy. I'm about to be on the news. Hey, God, it's me. Hey, God, it's me. That's prayer. Hey, God, it's Alex. Uh, I have a I have a math test tomorrow. This is you, by the way. I have a math. You just have a really deep voice. Uh, I have a math test tomorrow, and I'm pretty nervous about it. And I've studied, and I just uh, my nerves get the best of me. Uh, could could you kind of help me remember some of the things I've studied? Thank you for helping me. Amen. Boom! You just prayed a very real, significant prayer. A lot of us think that prayer needs to be like, Heavenly Father, your word says like. I think that's great. I think you should bring God's word into prayer because there's power in that. But I think some of us, our prayer life with God, our conversations with God, us hanging out with God is lacking because we either don't know how to pray or think that it's something that an elite Christian does. And that's not true. And the same way that you would call your friend up to talk about your day is the same way God wants to hear about your day. That's so profound. I want you to understand that. The God of the universe that created heaven and earth and everything that is in it wants to hear from you. If that doesn't blow your mind, you'll get there. God wants me to talk to him. That's amazing. And so I do on the bus ride today, on the way to my haircut today. Thank you. Pastor Izzy looks so good. Thank you. I got my haircut today. On the way to my haircut, I just got anxiety for some things in my life. And I literally, there was no Jesus in the book of Mark. I didn't, it was, Lord, um, I just got hit with a lot of anxiety. I know that that's not from you because you don't do that to us. And so can you uh, help me calm down? Um, can you give me peace right now? And I know that you give me peace by giving me of yourself. and. And I said, amen, and I kid you not, good. Good to go. And so me and God, we never hang up. Me and God have this open communication because I love him, and he wants to hear from me, and God wants to hear from you. And so I encourage you, a habit that you need to start building if you want to grow deeper in your relationship with God is to start praying more. Start hanging out with God. Say, hang out with God. And so there's a moment that we see in Scripture where the disciples ask God, God, well, kind of, Jesus, this question. He's like, uh, and this is one of the best examples for the disciples noticing that there was this pattern that Jesus had. Jesus constantly prayed. And they noticed that, and they're like, we want to know how to do that. So look at Luke 11. You'll see it on screen. It says this, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, once Jesus was in a what? Certain place. Praying. As he finished, one of the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as ta- John taught his disciples. John is John the Baptist who also had disciples who baptized Jesus, who was the cousin of Jesus. That's a lot. Just roll with your boy. All right. What I noticed, what I noticed there, actually, let's keep going. pack it. Thankfully, Jesus responds this way. Next verse. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. The disciples said, how should we pray? Some of you tonight are like, all right, Pastor Izzy, I kind of get it. But like, you're you. And you've been talking about Jesus. So what does Jesus have to say? That is a really good thing to think. Don't just take my word for it just because I'm up here with a nice haircut and a microphone. But let's take God's word for it. Amen? Let's look at what it says. Jesus said this. This is how you should pray. Pause. If Jesus is literally teaching us how to do something, how many of you know that's something we should do? Word for word. Bet. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, he's talking to God. Hey, God. Remember, hey, God, it's me. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Who knows what this prayer is called? Huh? The Lord's Prayer. Yeah. Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And so, there's some insight that we get from this verse. Y'all ready to just break it down? Say, break it down. I'm an expository preacher. I like to break down verse by verse. It helps me understand the Bible. And I want you to know that when you read the Bible, you should, verse by verse, figure out and study and understand what it's trying to say. So, here we go. One of the first things that I noticed when it comes to developing a better hanging out with God, aka prayer, is noticing that prayer is a pattern. Boom! That prayer is a pattern. Look at this verse in Luke 5. It says this, but Jesus often, say often, withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. This didn't mean sometimes, This doesn't mean when his schedule allowed for it. This means as often as Jesus could, he withdrew from his boys, from his crew, to go and do what? Do you know what praying is? It's hanging out with God. So if I could put it in the Pastor Izzy International Version, it says, but Jesus often went by himself to hang out with God in prayer. That's ultimately what that's saying. And so when we see the word often, it lets us know that this is something we should do. What? Look at you studying the Bible. Amazing. Look at this next place. Luke chapter 11 verse 1. It says this. Jesus was in a certain place praying. Certain meaning specific. Jesus had a place that he would go to pray. Some people in the Christian faith have something that they call a prayer closet. Does anybody know what that means? Anybody have a prayer closet, right? Right? Initially, some people actually go into their closet to pray. You do you. If it's quiet in there, you got siblings that are crazy. But initially, it's a place that someone has designated and said, this is where I go to hang out with God. If you got a car, maybe it's like that drive on the way to school, the drive to work. If you take the bus, the bus could be a prayer closet. I pray on the bus. I say, Lord, if there's someone I need to talk to on this bus, have them sit next to me. Or highlight them in my mind so I can go talk to them. But real talk, not everyone wants to talk on the bus, right? <laughs> they be like, they look at you like you're crazy or you're trying to sell them drugs or something. I'm not trying to sell them everything. I'm trying to give them life. But prayer closet. So you and I need to be intentional and do this often. A habit of faith helps you run the race of following Jesus. You need to have this as a habit. Look at number two. That prayer is praise. What's praise? Well, we did it earlier. And it's not just music. Like praise and worship isn't just music. It's what we're saying in those moments. Do you know what praise looks like? It looks like me looking at Sal, and he did something really awesome as a leader. And I'm saying, Sal, you're awesome. Your beard is great. Your shoes are squeaky clean. I like your jacket. You're amazing. I'm just encouraging you. That's praise. That's praise. Ladies, I see what y'all be doing on Instagram. When somebody posts a selfie, you will repost it on your own story. Be like, queen, queen. Slay, yes, whatever y'all, period. Whatever y'all do. I saw one that some girl was hyping. You girls hype each other up on Instagram so much. Like, guys don't do that. Like, if a guy posts his fit and another guy's, hey, bro, you look so good right now, I'm texting and be like, hey, bro, don't, don't. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but you girls, are, I saw one girl that was like, oh, my God, you're so gorgeous. I want to kill myself. You're like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, That's crazy. Like, oh my gosh, I hate you. You look great. Like, why do y'all do that? Y'all are the best gasser uppers in the world. Y'all the most gasser uppers. I love it. I love it. And so, do you know what that's called? It's called praise. It's called praise. So when we get into a worship setting where we start singing songs, some of you might not understand what that is. Essentially, it's us playing music, which we all love, singing songs about God to him, how awesome he is. You know, that's hanging out with God. So, you know, you don't have to do this here. If you want a worship playlist, come find me. Just look up worship music to Jesus on YouTube and there, Bethel Elevation Worship. James River Worship. Look up a song. I'm just playing. I'm about to plug myself. Look up a song called Overflow. It's amazing. I heard the guy was amazing. Look up Pastor Jason. Do you have an album? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You do? No, you don't. Oh, he has a play. I thought he was like a secret worship icon. We didn't even know that it was a celebrity in the house. But worship music is just a way that you and I can hang out with God. Say hang out with God. Oh, okay. So we noticed something that prayers also praise. Prayers also praise. Let's look at it. It says, "Father, Luke." I'm just playing. Next verse. Next slide. Father. May your name be kept holy. Stop for a second. Who does he address God as? Oh, do you know that like we're his children? And the same way that your earthly father or a guardian, you may not have a dad or you may not have someone in your life like that. I'll be that. I'll listen to you. But what he's saying is he's addressing him and it's personal. He's not addressing God as CEO. He's not addressing his boss, right? You don't go up to your boss and be like, Yo, what's up? No, you finna get fired, all right? Unless you have that relationship? No. Like, let me tell you something. Professional pastor is an email. I sound like a genius. I'm like, in regards to a previous email that I sent, like, all that, in regards, like, but, like, I don't talk like that. But when I address Pastor Joey, my leadership, you know, I put a little professionalism on it, you know what I'm saying? But he addresses God not as just the creator so it's important, like we, we know God to be the creator. We know God to be this, oh, this awesome, you know, life-giving being, God. But here we see something that God is personal. God, God is a father, a father who loves his kids, a father that wants to hear about his kids' day, a father that wants to hear more than it was good. How many of us do that, right? Then it says, Let your name be kept holy. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. We could do a whole study on this prayer and we won't, but you should on your own look into the Lord's prayer because it's definitely teaching you of how to pray, right? May your kingdom come soon as him looking forward to the day that sin is abolished, that God's kingdom will reign. It's saying, God, let your will be done. So praise is critical in hanging out with God because what it does is is it acknowledges who God is and reminds us all God has done for us. Amen? Look at the third one. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Prayer is repentance. I, I, I wish I had a little bit more time on this because I really want you to get into your XL Plus groups tonight. So you can talk a little bit about prayer, about why you pray, about why you should pray, things like that. If you don't know what the word repentance is, it's a Bible word for apologizing and asking for forgiveness. You know, like when your parents make you and your siblings apologize mid-fight. Like, it's crazy. I saw a video the other day of a dad who made his two sons uh, hold each other and, and seeing a sitcom that was like, do you remember this? We're brothers, we're happy, and we're silly, and we're colored. Give me a high." And they would have to high five after it. And they, like, are, like, mid-fight. I used to hate that. Me and my twin, my twin brother and I would fight, and my parents would stop it before it was finished and make us, like, say you're sorry. And don't just say you're sorry. Ask for forgiveness. And don't just do that. But now you got to hug. I'm like, I ain't hugging him, man. Hug him or I kill you, right? Like, hug him right now. And then you do like the, tell me I'm lying. See, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. But that's essentially, when you hear the word repentance, what does it mean? Apologize. Apologize. So, repentance looks like this. A lot of us don't know this, and if you don't, I'm going to explain to you. A lot of us sin. Sin means doing something wrong. Wrong meaning something that goes against the way that Jesus would live. Something that Jesus would do. It goes against God. Stealing, lying, murdering, (laughs) all those things. If it's bad, most likely it's a sin. And sin does what with our relationship with God? Somebody that knows. Say it. Well, you did it. It separates. You literally did it. Way to go, JK. It separates us from God. You ever did something wrong to your friend, and you didn't apologize, and then things got weird? Who's ever done that? It just got weird? Like, you're like, I don't like. You know, you've done that, right? You're like, I don't. I want to apologize, but I'm still upset. And now just things are weird, especially if you're siblings. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys live in the same house? So it's weird. But essentially, what sinning does is it separates you from God. Do you know how hard it is to hang out with somebody that you're separated from? And sin does that. So when we make mistakes, it's not, I have to go hide. It's, I should tell God about that. I... I smoked again without my parents knowing, and I know deep down inside it's not good, and I don't have the guts yet to tell my parents. You know who you could tell? You could tell God, and God will give you the strength, and he'll help you tell your parents. Some of us are deep in sin, meaning deep in things that we know that are wrong, and we haven't told anybody, and if the one person that is not going to judge us, that's not going to hate us for it, That's not going to just look at you with disgust. It's God. He's able to look at you with love because of Jesus. We repent because we have an opportunity through Jesus. The next, well, the next verse, it says, Luke 11, it says, forgive us our sins. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. So we know something. Um, forgiving others doesn't mean I'll always let things go. How many of you know? Like, the whole forgive and forget thing, I, I can't do that. I, I can't do that. I'm not saying be petty. You did not get a green light from Pastor Izzy to be petty. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that person that you were beefing with, that you, let's say you and I apologized, right? All right, man, we're good. All right, cool. But, like, it's still in the back of my mind. And let's say we were walking into school and you're behind me. It's like, forgive and not forget is one of these things where you open the door and then slowly close it as you go (laughs) just to be petty i'm not saying do that but i'm saying that there is a level of wisdom that if somebody keeps doing something that is hurting you then they're not sorry for what they did they're just sorry they got caught and now some of us been in some relationships where we've been cheated i've been cheated on right you don't gotta raise your hand but i've been cheated on and i'm like you keep saying sorry but like you keep doing it like you say you love me, right? So so what's going on? Like, sorry isn't my bad, I did it. It's, hey, I know what I did. I know what it caused. And I don't want to do it again. That's repentance. That's asking for forgiveness. So if you have trouble figuring out how to forgive someone while maintaining healthy boundaries, I'd encourage you to talk to your XL Plus leaders at the end to really say, hey, I I have trouble forgiving people and I keep forgiving them, but they keep doing stuff and I'm struggling with that. Talk to your XL Plus leader. They would love to kind of walk you through how to have wisdom in that. Last one, and then we're gonna roll out. Say roll out. Prayer is asking. Prayer is asking. Uh, My mom told me this growing up. We're closing, I promise you. Excuse me. My mom told me that for years, She's been a Christian her whole life. Her whole life she was a Christian. It don't mean she acted like it, but she was a Christian her whole life, right? She told me for years she didn't know that she could ask God for stuff because she felt like it was using him, right? How many of you know or have some people in your life that only come to you when they what? That uncle that comes out of nowhere during the family gathering, Right? So you have not seen that uncle all year. They come to Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, they need money. You know what I'm saying? You feel me, Valerie? She's like, yup. And I gave him $5. So I was like, you know? But no one likes that relationship, right? Right? Would you hang out with somebody that only always just needed something from you and that was it? Would you? No. That's bogus. That's crazy. I'm not going to hang out with that person. But I love this. The Bible, the Bible says this. Let's just look at it. Luke 11 says this, give us each day the food we need, right? So in some words, it says, give us, this day, give us this day our daily bread. This is Jesus asking his father, asking God, our father, for the things he needs. Now, notice that it says daily bread. Daily bread, meaning, Lord, if anything, I just need what I need today. And I, I'm, tomorrow's not promised. Next week is not promised. Anything can happen. Today, I just, if you could provide for today. And God does it. Daily bread means the necessities. Getting a new PS5 is not daily bread, all right? V Bucks, it's not daily bread, all right? It's just not. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. It's not. You heard it here for first, you know, YouTube. It's not. It's like, Lord, um... Um, for some of us growing up a little poor, it was I just hope I could eat today. And anything, any little thing that I got growing up, when we were I was I was a couch surfer in high school, meaning I was homeless. And so anytime I got to eat, it was it was thank you, Lord, for today's bread. Thank you for what I just need. Give us this day our daily bread. So I want you to know if you need healing in your body. Ask God. If you need your parents to figure their crap out and stop arguing in the house, do you know who you can ask for help? God. God. If you've got finals, if you've got a relationship, if you, there's nothing that you can't go to God about. And so if you need something, ask God. This isn't a guarantee that he'll give it, but he'll answer the prayer. It'll all be yes, no, or right, not right now. That sounds like my mom. Mom, can I have McDonald's? We got McDonald's at home. Not right now, later. No. But he'll answer the prayer. And anything that God answers with is good. Because he's a good God who does good things. He also tells us, he, Jesus says, help me not fall into temptation. This is Jesus. Like, asking for help. This is not out of weakness for Jesus. This is out of, out of, um... Oh, what's the word? This is out of reflection for us. This is this is for us. This isn't like Jesus struggled with stuff. This is Jesus saying, I know you struggle with temptation. All of us do. All of us struggle with temptation. Temptation to overeat. Temptation to look at porn. Temptation for drugs. Temptations to stay angry. Temptations to, to keep unforgiveness and bitterness in our heart. Temptations to steal. Five-finger discounts. Like, when you see something nice, you know what? I'm going to bust Ariel out, and then we're done. I'm going to bust Ariel out, and then we're done. Sometimes when people leave their cars running, and they go into the store, and the keys are in there, and the car's on, Ariel's like, sometimes I just want to get in their car and drive off and steal it just to show them that I could. (laughs) I'm I'm like, what intrusive thought is that? I was like, she goes, they shouldn't do that. It's like to teach them a lesson, right? I'm like, that's crazy. I love you. Like, that's amazing. That's something I would do. Um, So it's it's awesome. But we all face temptations that the Lord wants to help us with. Amen? Amen. Here are three quick ways. I'm skipping ahead. So just find it is practical ways. Find a time and place to pray. Find a time and place to pray. Number two, set a daily reminder. Because I'd be forgetting you be forgetting. At this time, at this part of the day, I'm going to hang out with God. I'm going to hang out with God. And number three, write prayers in your journal. Fellas, listen to me. This isn't a girl thing. Listen to me when I say this. Oh, girl's diary. Girl's writing journals. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know what that causes? It causes like this weird toxic masculinity that we don't feel, we don't do nothing. You need to start writing some of these prayers and some of these things down. You know, when you write down a prayer and God answers it, you listen to me. You just have you have literal proof that God answers prayers. Because you can just say it and be like, hey man, like God answered my prayer. I'm like, how so? But if you say, if you date it, if you write it down and date it and God answers that prayer, you can say, look, 10 months ago, I prayed that my mom and dad would get back together. And now they are. God answers prayers. I wrote it. God answered prayers. However way he did it. So I think you should do that. Amen. 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 We're going to break out into our XL Plus groups. So take what we learned right now. And I want you to, to process it now. A lot of you will wait till tomorrow to start thinking about it. But if you've got questions, if you've got thoughts, take the time. Ask questions in your group. They'll have the questions for you. Um, if, do you have the questions back there? Awesome. That's, well, that's half of them. Boom. So there's a few of them. So I'm going to tell you your location, and then you guys are good. XL Plus leaders, you essentially have till uh, 845. 845, 850, because I went over, all right? If you are 6th through 8th grade, don't move yet, you are going to be in here. You'll just pick a side of the room. David, which side? That side. You'll pick that side of the room. If you are a freshman or a sophomore, freshman or sophomore, you are going to go outside into room 5. Room 5. You're going to be in room 5. If you are a junior or a senior, you are in what we call the mix. You will be in the loft. If you don't know where that is, follow that, someone that has facial hair. Because, well, well, Javier, you've got a full beard and you're like in seventh grade. So no. But if, you've got, if you see someone older, go upstairs, find a leader. Let me pray for you. Guys, was this informational? Was this good? Let me pray. Lord, we love you. And honestly, God, what a practical message for us Um, that prayer doesn't have to be something that's hard, something that we need to feel bad for not doing. Essentially, you just want to hear from us. And if we want to start this year with good habits, let this be the first one we start hanging out with you. And that is prayer. So tonight, God, I pray that if they have questions, let them ask. And let's talk about this as a family, as a group, so we can go on this journey together, making connections together in our XO Plus groups. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, everyone says? Amen. Amen. I love you. Go ahead and get to your groups now. Again. If-